valleys, isn't it? It's really close to um. No. <laughs> the it really is. The valleys. Yeah, it's really close no. to the Welsh accent. If it, it's got it's the not same just one Welsh accent. <laughs> oh fucking hell! Here we go, Lloyd's fucking pointing out different things. Go fuck yourself, Lloyd. Right? I don't give a shit. <laughs> Wait, are we recording now? Fuck. Um, <laughs> I didn't quite catch your attempt at the Scouse accent, which is a shame. But yeah. Sick. Right. Are we ready? I'm ready. Ready to ready when you are. Bow intro. to the master. Boom, boom. Degeneration X. Do, 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 do. <laughs> right. Jeremy Foster, Lottie Doe. Oh, shit. I don't know how to open up. <laughs> Hello. Hello, everyone. My name's Dale, and you're joining us with the Uncapped Podcast. I'm joined by the lovely Phil and Lloyd. Me and Lloyd today have, have subconsciously matched dress. We're both wearing our Cardiff tops. Yeah, it actually wasn't game. planned. Big it game. really wasn't planned. I mean, they're playing today, so that's that. But we've been gone for a little while. We've been gone for, for two weeks where stuff has happened, you know. The first week, I was pretty pretty unwell. And the second week, Lloyd had his house renovations yeah the kitchen's <laughs> being done out at the moment so been here there and everywhere nothing can be done and it, it, it happens it happens but we've missed you but the the most important question is how, how are you two doing are you two doing good. well are you good. great good bit bit under the weather at the moment but yeah a bit of yeah. a sore throat and and just shattered but yeah i'm, I'm good i'm happy to be back home and yeah. uh, in my lovely domain and uh yeah. in my domain. domain yeah i'm excited to get back to some games oh that's good what, what about yeah. you phil how 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 are you holding up yeah i'm not too bad i'm just uh a little bit tired but i think that's mostly just the working week just i, I don't know what it is it feels like when we started working at home start the pandemic it was like boss because you felt like you had more time than ever before for yourself or, like you can never have to go anywhere now it feels like um less because they just literally roll out of bed start work and then end and then it's like right <laughs> how long till bedtime <laughs> oh i feel that bedtime is the best time right now it is the time, I, yeah. i'm proper old falling asleep at like nine o'clock ten o'clock now you know drip like sit on the set eat put the telly out of my eyes so you know whoa, they're going bad um before we head into the the grit of the gaming stuff that we talk about, we do have an announcement that these two lovely gents are going to be at the... Is it WASD or is it WASD? I'm just going with WASD. I'm uh, going with WASD as well. I'm going with WASD as well. Sounds so cooler. The, it does. It does. <laughs> so on the 7th to the 9th of April in London, it's the Tobacco Docks, right? Tobacco Dock, yeah. Tobacco yeah. Docks, yeah. Uh, these two lovely gents are going to be at uh, the WASD Festival, uh, gaming festival. So if you see them around, say hi. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be there, but they'll they'll act like me if if you you want them to. No. I suppose. <laughs> no one can replace um, your aura. We we have a giveaway next week. Uh, giveaway next week. Sorry for the WASD Festival. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Also. We have a 20% discount code from the lovely uh, people over at WASD. So if you use uncapped22 at checkout, it gives you 20% off your tickets. So, uh, yeah. 
Nice. Make sure, make sure, make sure you use that code. You know, it's, 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 <laughs> it, it, I, I, that's the one thing I'm gonna miss is is going to these festivals. Like, I loved going to EGX and stuff. It's so good, but like not being able to go is 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 sad. But it's nice that they're coming back. You know, you you excited? Excited? yeah. I was just saying to Lloyd before it's, it's um, as we're recording this tomorrow. It's three weeks away, um, so it's quite exciting. It's particularly, yeah. I mean, um, obviously. We're going as content creators, and we got the press passes, so we got the like free pass, which feels like kind of absurd because like my, my instinct is to put the Ralph Wiggum voice on and be like, "I'm a journalist," because uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imposter imposter syndrome fully sets in. But um, also, I muted. I had myself on mute before, so when you were saying um, about that 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 you're not going, I I did make a, a extremely hilarious at the time. Everyone would have been on the floor laughing, joke about it. I imagine we'd all have been screaming. Yeah, I said they they come back and said we'll give you the press passes, but Dale can't come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was the ultimatum, or the ultimato. I don't know. It's it's one of those, isn't it? But yeah, um, next week uh, we'll be announcing. Oh, it'll be it'll be, it'll be this the week this is released. Time is a weird concept, but if you keep an eye on our socials and listen in next week, we will have um, some information about the giveaway. So keep, keep make your sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Which it's YouTube. Frankly, frankly, you should be anyway because we're we're fantastic. <laughs> we're all right. Like we do our bit. We do our stuff. You know. But festivals and gaming festivals aside, they're, they're the same thing in my head. Um, what what have, what have we been playing? Who do I want to start with? Who wants it first? Hands up first. <laughs> I've been off. This no week. one, no I've, one I've wants been, it. I've been off from gaming this week. I, I think. <laughs> well, you took a break from gaming, did you? I, yeah, I, I, I. Well, I played my Switch. I played Arceus, and that was about it. But <laughs> how 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 has Arceus been? Have you finished um, it yet? No. <laughs> you still not finished it, Lloyd. <laughs> I know. I'm so bad. I keep like picking it up, and be like, oh. I really want to play this, and then, um, and then I just put it down and forget about it. Like I made a tweet the other day saying, like, I do appreciate the twit the Switch, um, but like it's just one of those consoles that I forget about. I'm so bad with handheld consoles. Like I yeah. put it in my bag, like I put it in my bag to take away, and it'll stay in my bag for months on end. Or yeah. It'll go in a stay in this case, I'll forget about it. I'm well and truly an out of sight, out of mind kind of person and but I do love the Switch. It's been it's been great playing it, but I just yeah. It's just been so bad. The most the most important question, because we know that like actually beating the game and catching all the Pokemon is not the true game. How many shinies do you have? I got I got one at the moment. I got a Starly. Oh, so, let's go! Yeah, yeah, I got, I got, I got a brown go. style. It got brown. Is it brown like a bronze? Uh, yeah. Oh, it evolved. It's a, it's a Stavia next. Stavia, I think it's Stavia. Staravia oh, and then Staraptor, right? Yeah, Staravia. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I missed out an A. Um, so yeah, I got, I got one. I, I found one on the, on the, on the finger thingy, uh, on the beach, <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> on the finger, I found oh, the, it. Oh, that's not oh. going into fingers. I've been playing <laughs> Elden Ring. It's a weird concept in the game. Let's not chat about fingers. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that um, and then obviously there was Steam Next Fest the week before, and I yeah. played loads of demos on that. And yeah, well, I suppose there's a question over two weeks, really, isn't there? You know, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, dudes, what, what what about you, Phil? I am. Um, what what have we been playing? So where where are we watching? It's it's a bit of a weird one because after. Um... I was took the week off to play Horizon Forbidden West when that released, which um, obviously we've been talking about later, but that was 
like I, I played 83 hours of that to get the platinum trophy. And then in the two weeks that have followed, I would be surprised if I'd racked up anywhere even close to 83 hours in gaming in general. Like even like you know playing Wordle on my phone, include if you included that as well, just definitely nowhere near it. Um, so yeah, I mean, in, in fact, I possibly played Wordle as much as I played any other game. <laughs> so, um, but but it is it is extremely addictive and definitely worth a go if you uh, fancy your chances with six six opportunities to guess a word. So. <laughs> It's, a, it's an interesting game, isn't it? It's like caught everyone by surprise, and it's nice seeing everyone share their little grid things. I don't know what's going on, but it's nice to see people like, "Oh, did you get it? This? Oh, this is so cool! Oh, look at this!" And I'm just like, "Yeah, I'm happy. You're happy. I don't know what's going on, but I'm I'm happy. You're happy." <laughs> I think the funniest one was because um, it's New York Times, so it's all American. So there's there was a big uproar at one point because there was a word which should have a U in in the English spelling, and it didn't. So like oh, and everyone, no. you know, everyone in English was all like, "What's all this about?" Um, and then on the other hand, there was a, they had bloke as the entry one <laughs> day, which is obviously not something that anyone in America would ever use for any reason. Um, so that was quite funny. But yeah, other than that, um, so the main things I played played Martha is Dead, the completion, which oh, yeah. I did the review of, which. It was a bit disappointing to be honest it was one of those ones where it had so much potential and it like the atmosphere and everything and it was quite cool and then the gameplay was really janky and then the way they kind of ended it and the, particularly the way they handled the whole topic of mental illness and stuff it just yeah it was like okay this this is could have been so much better but um did that mm. um what else was there so i've been trophy hunting on the last of us because I, I did uh, after after we we mentioned it on here ages ago and you warned me off about making a list of the backlog but i did it anyway um, oh no <laughs> so i've got that there so the, I, i'm not going to become a full-time trophy hunter or completionist or anything but there are a few games where i'm like I, I i want that nice like platinum trophy because you know it's a game that i should have it in because you know on brand and everything um and there hasn't been much oh, much else. The only other one I mentioned is um, in terms of a really obscure one, there's I played a demo for a mod of Resident Evil Survivor, which um, oh. most people, even people who play a lot of Resident Evil, probably won't know because it was a side entry in the series. It came out on the PlayStation 1. It was a light gun game. Like, it wasn't a survival horror traditional, like, um, third person perspective fixed camera angles it was first person and you use the light gun to shoot um, really short as well but which I, I've just re-bought because I, I, I originally played it because I rented it from Blockbuster way back when um, so I've bought it to actually have a go with oh, it itself, Blockbuster but, um, but a guy called Aiden, Aiden Watkins who makes a lot of Resident Evil mods um, which are definitely worth checking out if you're a Resi fan is, made, is making a um, third person like old style Resident Evil style mod of it, so you can play it in mm. in that style. So that that's quite interesting. I also discovered because I was using the keyboard and mouse, um, so I was doing instead of doing tank controls on the controller, that I am definitely need a lot of practice on the WASD. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's hard. It's really hard to switch over from controller to a uh, keyboard and mouse. Yeah, like I, I found this such not being able to tell me left from me right. That was quite. <laughs> <laughs> 
Jeez, man. Jeez. Do you have uh, your platinum in The Last of Us 2? Yeah. The, you the do? Main ah. difference. Oh, he does. Is it the multiplayer, right? The first one has the multiplayer, and that's why, right? Maybe? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the difference in trophies is that, so The Last of Us 1 has difficulty trophies, which The Last of Us 2 doesn't, which, but I've got them anyway, so that's not a problem. And then the collectibles, I just hadn't done them all yet, because there's, low, cause there's uh-huh. like, optional conversations, you need to find all of them, there's, like, a joke book that Ellie reads out of, and you have to find all of the jokes and stuff, and then there's all these, li- like, well, not find the jokes, but get it to the scene where she tells you all these, like, really gloriously stupid jokes. Um mm. And then, but also all the use like stuff, find all the documents, find all the whatever else. Um, so that, and then there's four multiplayer trophies as well, which is always a big thing. Like where I'm, I'm far less likely to get the trophies if there's multiplayer trophies than it's like, yeah. Um, especially in a game like Last of Us, where faction people who've been playing factions have been playing it for like ten years now, near enough. Mm. So you come in fresh, you're not going to win. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair, fair. But with with myself, it's Elden Ring mostly. <laughs> I have like that game is just ah, oh, it's so good and so difficult, but it's just so rewarding as well. Like going against a bot, like one of the first major bosses, which I don't know if this 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 shouldn't count as a spoiler, but um, Margaret, which was in the tech demo anyway, so it shouldn't be a spoiler. Honestly, it took me about forty attempts. Until I literally mastered all of his moves to my playstyle and figured out the best way that I could hit him and punish him. And just, it's so rewarding beating a boss that have been absolutely weird. Technically, you're 50 to 1 against them, but that one is so important. <laughs> and so just, ah, it's so good. Like, it is so, so good. I've been enjoying that a lot. Um, and recently, Monster Hunter again. It's back! <laughs> It's back with a vengeance, which is annoying because all I want to do is go hunting. And all I want to do is just, yeah, just kill things constantly. <laughs> so it's, it's nice the monster hunter's back, especially with, you know, um, uh, wait, is it scale? Wait, what's the new monster hunter called? The new DLC? Is it scale break? Scale? Sh- oh, I keep forgetting. I forget. It. I, I, I keep it. forgetting. You're a terrible Monster Hunter fan. <laughs> I'm a really bad Monster Hunter fan. Nah, but they they um they did an update on that, and it got me a bit excited. And I I'm well aware that I still need to like get to certain point in the game where I'm happy to go to master rank, which is the next thing that they they're bringing out. So there's a lot of things that I need to do. Um, but those two, and I have a huge huge thing to play through all the Dark Souls games now that I'm playing Elden Ring. Like, I've, I've found a new appreciation for them. So, uh... Yeah, that's, that's, that's even practically Dark Souls been 2? it for me. Even Dark Souls 2, I'm going to eventually do. Even though my close friends keep telling me to just skip it because there's just no points. I'll do it, you know? I'll, I'll get it done. One day, you know? Maybe. We'll see. But, um... Yeah, a vi- a video did pop up on my YouTube recommendations the other day um, by H Bomb guy say in defense of Dark Souls Two. Funny enough, <laughs> well, there are there are a few people that I know that it's actually their favorite Dark Souls game, and I'm not sure what makes it so bad. I just didn't enjoy my time with it. I know you're not supposed to enjoy your times with Dark Souls games. I know they're meant to make you feel bad, but like Dark Souls One, I just had this urge to just keep going. And Elden Ring, Elden Ring does it superbly. 
But um, Dark Souls 2, I just, I just don't know why. I just didn't want to keep going with it. But uh, one day, one day, I will, 100%. It's on my list, my backlog, which keeps growing, you know. Ever, ever so, ever so greatly. Make a list. But we'll, um, <laughs> I'm not making a list. It's not happening. Is I I do not recommend to anyone making a list. It's a scary prospect. You don't understand the amount of games that you haven't actually completed, and uh, it's just it's anxiety inducing. Bill, don't do it. Just don't do it. It's not a good idea. Damn man, I've been I've been collecting games on my Xbox for years, <laughs> and I've probably done about three percent of them. <laughs> I think it's mad because you're looking like your Steam library. You're like so. And then you look at like your Xbox and you're oh, like, honestly, man. yeah, it's just like, yeah. Oh. The amount of games <laughs> that I've bought day one and I'm like, yeah, this is good. Enjoy two hours of it, never to go back to yeah. it is absolutely incredible. The yeah. amount of money I've wasted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I used GOG for a bit um, back in the day and it tells you like every game across all the platforms. And like mine's upwards oh. of like 600 or something. And I'm what, just, even like, Xbox? Yeah. No, 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 no I'm not doing say, that. I don't think, I don't, like, you can't count Game Pass ones as part of your backlog the same way I don't, even though I get every mm. PS Plus game every month, just so I've got it there in case I ever decide on a whim that I want to play, I don't know, PGA Tour 22. Um, Never know. But I, I, that's not my backlog as far as I'm concerned, that's just optional extras. It is your backlog, Phil. Don't lie. Don't change you your backlog. You have the game. You have to finish it. That's the it's, it's rule. You're paying that ten ninety nine a month. <laughs> exactly. Sure. Exactly. You have to finish Game Pass to complete Game Pass. But on to games that we have beaten. Phil, let's have a little chat about for, Forbidden... For, uh, his Horizon Forbidden of the West. I Yeah. Horizon <laughs> Forbidden West. <laughs> Because last time we were chatting, you you were practically just, I think you were like halfway through, I think you said. I, I can't remember the point you were at on the last podcast. Or were you just waiting for it? Was it out then? Um, when because So it came out on the 18th. I pre-ordered it, and but I only got it on the 19th because I got the physical version of it. And it's kind of a lottery then. Like you, you either get it a day early like I did with Resident Evil Village or get it a day late as I mm. happened to do. So it was, it was the Saturday when I got it. Um, and then pretty much straight away jumped into it, and then that whole week just disappeared in a blare of uh, hunting down robot dinosaurs and everything else. Um, and it, it it's, I mean, I, I talked about this to a degree in the the review. So, but I mean, as far as Remember when we talk about open world fatigue, and there's the whole thing of mm. like, like your, your typical Assassin's Creed game, for example, and there's just the world's populated with all these markers, and most of them don't do anything. Um, I mean, it, it's it's an open world game, and that's it. It's got markers, it's got points to point you to, to all the things, but um, I think it doesn't feel like certainly not for me, at least like it didn't feel quite as fatiguing like with Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, I didn't get the. I didn't, haven't had the energy to f- complete um, even the island DLC, let alone the others. And the, the idea of buying the Ragnarok one just doesn't appeal because I, I enjoyed it and I played it, but it reached the point where I was just like, no more of this, none of this. Yeah. Um, especially because there's a lot of generic stuff, like there's doing the same thing over and over and over again. Whereas, I mean, there's there's a degree of 
Same because if you're doing a side quest, it, it's generally involving going somewhere, fighting something. But um, a lot of the thing that breaks it up is that even like the tiniest side quests, because they got they differentiate between side missions and errands, which are shorter and more linear. Um, mm. And then you've got all sorts of random other like bits and bobs. But every single character like feels like fully fleshed out in every single story, even if you only meet them once and never again. Um, mm. So if it like the world feels lived in, it feels like you're alive and stuff. It's not just that that you know the robots are there and stuff like that. It feels like you're genuinely kind of interacting with all these different people. They've all got their yeah. own stories and they're like, and like that kind of goes on around you and, and like you see the progression of that as you come back and people you talk to people and a lot more stuff like that and and even like the most basic side quests where they could have just got away because it's it's you know the fifteenth tiny side quest or whatever um just having the, the typical thing where there's the dialogue wheel so they just sort of face each other and mouths flap but mm. everyone's like dynamic and talking to and like interacting like they you know it it adds more I think stuff like that adds far more impetus to doing the stuff which is fun anyway because obviously the com the way the combat works and everything is fun and challenging and all that sort of stuff but that adds more to it that if you just like hello I have lost my goat or whatever whatever generic fantasy side quest they have Wait, wouldn't uh, it be a robot goat in this case Phil <laughs> well I'm trying to think. I didn't come across a flesh and blood goat. There are there are flesh and blood animals in there, like um, which you can hunt and, and stuff. So every time I came across like a pan, um, not a panda, what I'm talking about, like a raccoon or something, I'd like <laughs> chase, I'd chase it down and beat it to death with my spear. <laughs> so <laughs> just cool. going past, just like savage. Um, but yeah, th- I think that was that was the main thing, and the the, the um. The combat, like I say, as you go along, you get new things. So at different points, you can, like, you can grapple and hook onto things, pull things open. You can you can glide. Then you get things so you can swim underwater and definitely breathe more and all stuff like that. Um, but I don't know whether because I've seen a lot of comparisons to Monster Hunter, but I've never played Monster Hunter, so I don't know whether mm. this is the case. But like, so it's like you can just like fight an enemy, but just shoot it with bog standard arrows. But yeah. Especially if the bigger they get, that's going to take you forever. Whereas you can down them quite quickly if you use different strategies and like you do different elemental things. And like whether it's instead of an arrow, you use a spear or a bomb mm. or all these different things, you set traps for them and all this sort of and like combine stealth with running around and like being more dynamic and dodging out the way and doing all these things in midair and all that stuff. So, like, it, it, it's definitely a lot if you play it in that sort of dynamic way and you lean into the systems it's a lot more fun than if you just sort of hide in a bush and shoot an arrow every yeah 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 because that's what i liked about the first one was that it, it like it, it i can see the similarities between monster and, uh, where you'd have like the weaknesses and in the uh like they, they'd have like um fire weakness for example and you can make a trap you could trip them up you could down them and then and then they had the i i can't remember they're like jars of goo or something sticking, I can't remember what they're called, but um, like the yellow stuff, do you, do you know what I'm on about? And you could shoot them and they they blow up and then they'd injure them a bit more and, and things like that. And it did make the game a lot more fun rather than just sitting in a bush and just kind of shoot at them. But... I, think, I think dynamic combat like that really helps games though, don't it? Yeah, yeah. Like it really, really helps the way that you actually play stuff. <clears throat> 
Like just the the all, it's not that it's just like the dynamic ways you go against about it, but it's like leaving you to play the game kind of how you want as well, you know. Like because if if you want to play, if your play style is with a bow, running up the things and doing it that way, you can you can do it that way, you know what I mean. Or if you do like to exploit things, you can you can do stuff like that. I think that really helps with combat, especially in open world games. Where it makes the fights a lot more interesting, so you do want to explore to find the fights and and do the missions and stuff. Funny you brought up the open world fatigue though, because all th almost all three games that we've all been playing recently are all open world. Yeah, I, yeah. I suppose <laughs> Pokemon in a, a different branch because that's the different places you go to, but it's still open world in a sense, isn't it? Really. Yeah, yeah, because you still got like the mini quests and yeah, and and sort of the quests that you were talking about as well is something that like carries, I think, open world games, don't it? Like the the like you were saying, like you see people, you help them out, and you actually see your actions changing things, which Pokemon yeah. does amazingly as well, oh, yeah, which is a really good little um little like link between the two games. But then leading on to Elden Ring as well, because they have all the side quests and stuff like that, and you do see all the impacts of these characters and stuff, but you can easily just miss them. Like, yeah. Elden Ring's like, oh, this is here, but if you don't find this character, they're probably gonna die next time you go there, so, you know, it doesn't matter, you know? It, it's up to you. If you want to explore that, you can. And, I don't know, it's, it's interesting that the side, the side stuff is what makes these open-world games, I think. And I think it's where that... that um, Ubisoft effect really drains the like wanting to play the fetch quests. The, um, yeah, the yeah. fetch quests and like go to this area, hunt eight of these. Go to this area. There's a yeah. legendary beast that's slightly bigger than the other ones. Kill that one for a new this, and you know. Yeah. So I, I hopefully that's a, a good indication that they're actually paying attention to what makes the games so good like because open world games are incredible like they are incredible yeah i think i think that the other thing is like kind of how it connects like to the like to the main quests and the main storyline and stuff like mm. that whether it's kind of it doesn't like matter in the slightest or whether there is some sort of knock on impact whether it's you know like little tiny things where you see and, and the, the, the attention to detail in a lot of this stuff in horizon is really good like where even just basic things like you go into somewhere, it's not necessarily a mission as such, but like going to like the combat arenas where you do the different challenges to learn how mm. to do the melee combat or the monster combat or whatever. And like the guys who run the pits, like where you go, will address you differently based on what you've done in the in the story so far. Like your, uh, your okay. um like your exploits. Like you've you've mm. saved the world. It's it's the oh you did such and such and you um Based and, and all that sort of stuff comes back and, and like referenced because like people are recognizing like you've gone through you've the world and you've done on. these things. Um, I think that's, or on that's the more another... extreme end of that. Sorry, I was just I was just going to say on the more extreme end of that, um, where I think probably the first horizon is the best example of this. Where if you there's certain side quests which have characters who are quite important, where if you've done their side quest and you've Help those things to their part of the battle at the end of the game. Ooh, like they're all uh, there, ready to okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Because that's, that's like very, that. that's very much um, like Mass Effect. Uh, do you know? Do you know what popped into my head it was Oblivion? 
as well. Yeah, the, remember the, the, the last? Yeah, yeah, that was so course. good. Yeah. yeah, I like that. I do like that. Yeah, no, it... I think I think that's where games like Fallout Four and things have like let themselves down is not giving the player that option to kind of go in and explore. Because like I remember there was mm-hmm. one specific place that everyone disliked in Fallout Four, and it was like so you basically go in this this old running track. <clears throat> And there's like rogue robots in there, and um, you go in and they're they're racing and everything, but they're hostile to you no matter what. Now, like it would have been great if they did something so you could hack those robots, so you could like bet on the races. Oh, it was because they were run by raiders, and the raiders were always hostile. And no matter whether you you know did the bad things or or the good things, they were always hostile towards you. And it just it it just felt like such a waste of a great idea because you couldn't yeah. interact with it in a sense. And you know, so I think that's where a lot of open game, open world games recently have gone. Sorry, have gone bad recently. You know, yeah, the, the, more and is... more sounding like the Batman there. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to say where you were talking about, uh, um, you were saying about the Monster Hunter link. Uh, people compare comparing the New Horizon with Monster Hunter. That's mm. something that Will did quite a lot. I think all of them do it quite a lot. It's when you you progress, they'll call you by like different hunter names or like the star of a stalos or whatever it was in in world because you've done the main big quest and you were like their savior and yeah that's not it's a nice way it's it's a small little way to to like reward the player in this little world that they're playing in as well it's it, a it nice hel- little acknowledgement i think as well that like yeah i mean it, do, it doesn't affect the gameplay in the slightly like it no. doesn't affect like the actual kind of challenge of it or whatever but it feels like yeah, I've done the thing, you know, and you feel you feel more of it, especially for because mm. it's not just a, like, especially if it's not just an open world game, it's an actual, it's an RPG. You're you're playing a role, and that sort of thing. Yeah. So it helps you kind of like you know because that that's the the end of the day is your role playing as Aloy, like so you're like you're kind of determining yeah. the kind of yeah. Aloy that you that she is, and like based on what you're doing and all that sort of stuff. So. Being able to see that kind of in in real time it is extremely uh, like one, good. Yeah, one of the best examples I think is Oblivion again, because you got a statue in in Bruma after the Bruma quest. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't care what anyone says. Walking past <laughs> that statue, and you're like, "Yeah, I did that." That was me. Oh yeah, that was me. And it and it, it like and the great thing about it was it's whatever you're wearing at the time. Yeah. <laughs> So you could just be in a loincloth if you wanted to to make yourself like a proper barbarian. Like. That's great. Like it, it's it's also just like making a very because game worlds are very just static. Like NPC, yeah, they're static. Very the no. the NPCs are just they give you their lines and that's it. But if you add that little bit of change, it's like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah you're you're part of it. Do you know what I mean? It's it's really nice. I think remember remember Fable for that. Yeah, like with the job. the good and bads, and they react to you in different ways depending on if you were evil or if you were good and stuff. And yeah. that was that was a very good and game. It was like was it the magic where you started to get like all the veins if you leveled up your magic level? You used to get the blue yeah. vein. People would react to that as well, and mm-hmm. it, I, I just that's so cool. Like those yeah. little things, they kind of take away from having to change every little detail, and it's just yeah. those little things that can really help if you get me. So, it just yeah. it just gives the world a bit more personality. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think that's that's yeah. where like mocap and all the conversations has definitely helped with that as well. Like 
it's the t- it's a little thing, but the difference between even just the last game, let alone any other open world game, but like just that difference between like you know standing there static and just having a conversation without moving, or, and something where like you know one of them's injured on the floor and the other one crouches over them, or yeah. they're coming back, pacing back and forth because they're agitated and stuff like that. It just like yeah, I, I'm genuinely going through something, which is like a real mm. you know. Th- this is happening. This isn't just a side yeah. quest. This is part of a world. <laughs> Stop there, you criminal scum. Do you know, do you know <laughs> that that like NPC dialogue kind of diff, like the the difference in dialogue to make situations seem more alive and more real. That's bleeding into other games, though, not just your your single player. Like it, it just brought up about um the the only example that I can think within Apex is Mirage. And he's that cocky kind of, you know, he's like a celebrity kind of cocky kind of character. And when when you're playing the game, they have voice lines just reacting to things. So when the circle closes, they'll be like, oh, uh, 20 seconds till the circle closes. We're outside. We need to make sure we're getting in and stuff like that. But Mirage, when you have teammates that are alive, he's himself. He's confident. He's thing. But when he's on his own, he like his voice actor or his his voice lines change, and they're just like, "Oh, twenty seconds till the uh the and it's just this little change that just gives so much to his character, yeah. And it's just ah, oh, I don't know. Everyone needs to go and watch the Mirage voice line stuff and his lore, and it's just so good. I love him. He's amazing. Such a good character. But yeah, no voice voice acting's um That's definitely and, like, voice line. Yeah, definitely and. In terms of voice acting, we know the Hornet from Silk Songs. All the voice acting stuff is done now, so we know that <laughs> Silk Song news. <laughs> oh, news. <laughs> no, why'd you give us news? I don't. I just. I'm so excited for that game. But um, yeah, no, it's 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 interesting. But games can go the other route as well and just give you nothing. Mm, give you definitely. absolutely nothing. You know, and, and that's also a very good way of doing it. It's giving you nothing and just telling, like, having environmental storytelling, you know, that, that route, which Hollow Knight does incredibly, and all the souls like do fantastic, like incredible. But I think it's just, I, I, personally, I think it's down to those, like, uh, the, the side quests and stuff that I think are improving now, because Pokemon side quests were awesome. Like, they were really fun. You know what I mean? So, just to, out that? of curiosity, what what's the if if you can think of one off the top of your head? But what's the worst side quest in any game that you've ever done, or the most annoying or most frustrating? It's frustrating. I can tell you the most pointless, but it's really funny. Oh. Is Claptrap's birthday in Borderlands Two, where you go and you got to find stuff, and it's literally it it, it his home is like a little backyard thing and he's like you need to find this and you turn around and this day and he said how did you find that so quick and it's just it's really funny but it's, it's a it's a funny little quest uh that's very that's, uh on on persona for Borderlands and it's taking the mick out of it yeah. but it's just it's just really good um i don't know I, I follow, yeah frustrating I, I i really don't know couldn't think up the top of my head See the the one that annoyed me the most. And it's a game I love as well, but the one that annoyed me the most definitely was having to like hunt out the pigeons in Spider Man. 
Oh, let's not talk about <laughs> Spider-Man, please. Let's not talk about Spider-Man for collectibles. If you oh, my about Lord. A, a point, pointless fetch quest, then there's, like, flying, chase, flying through the air chasing pigeons. I, I, just, I just think most fetch quests in general. It's just uh, rubbish, they, isn't it? They just, they're just oh. And, like, yeah. I think if your game relies heavily on fetch quests, like, you... you yeah, you haven't done a good one your world, I, I don't think. Unless like it's like Witcher where they do add that little bit of personality. But Yeah, I think Witcher does all that very good. But if they're just very generic sort of are oh, you unlock a skin if you kill fifty pigeons, like and uh. Yeah. But that's going to like the, the rubbish stuff in like Call of Duty in it. It's like get eighty kills and you get this skin. It's just stuff that you would do, but then open world's like, ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> If you I'll... catch these eight different flowers that are all in the same spot but in different parts of the map in the same location looking place, we'll give you a gold version of what you already have. Ooh, how about that? <laughs> yeah, no, it, just, it, it needs more, don't it? Yeah. It needs more. But fi final thoughts on Horizon, Phil? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely loved it and I'm sure there's going to be some sort of DLC and things out at some point soon, like they did with the last one, which again I can't wait for. So, it, I um, obviously when I've talked about it, I've talked in relative vagaries without giving it away because a lot of stuff you can talk about gives away like huge spoilers and things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, um, certainly from my point, definitely worth checking out and playing. Um, Better than the first. Oh yeah, it, it, it. I mean, it's takes everything like there's obviously it there's a continuity it does a lot of the same stuff but um it also does new stuff but just so much better like all the good stuff in that one it's improved on um e even the stuff like the weakest element which was the melee combat still mm. it's it although it's weak and it's it was frustrating for me for a lot of time they've improved on it from what it was in the first game um which is probably part of weirdly part of why I struggled with it because it's like um, you've got to do all these combos and stuff which is quite cool to be able to like break shields and all this stuff but in the in the first game you could just do like a big like charge up a heavy spear attack and just like leap into the air and whack it down and instantly kill almost any human enemy um, and a lot of robots smaller robots as well now you do that and like you take off like that much health and then they like attack you and take up like half your health with one spear attack. So it's like they've tried to like make sure you're not overpowered, but it, it, it the balance is off. That's that's an amazing segue into our next game, which I've brought up a few <laughs> times, and where you never feel that much overpowered until you go back to certain areas is Elden Ring. Everything feels overpowered. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man. Phil, I, look, you've not played any Souls no. born of you. I can no. imagine you'd be pretty ragey. You, your, your tolerance <laughs> for getting beaten things uh, a lot. I'm a, I'm a ray of sunshine. What do you mean? You, I've, seen, I've seen your <laughs> clips, Lloyd. I've seen your clips. Don't I'm lie to me. I'm a ray of sunshine when I get beaten. <laughs> but Phil, you've had some experience with a Souls-like, right? Yeah, not, not, Souls? not huge amounts. So I played... Demon Souls. I beat the first boss in Demon Souls. Oh, okay. Up to the first boss in Bloodborne, um, and I've played a little bit of. It's not a FromSoft one, but um, 
Mortal Shell. I played a little bit of that. Oh well. yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, I, I need to I need to finish um, Bloodborne and Demon Souls at some point in the like near the distant future. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a very very distant future, is it? <laughs> well, I don't know. I, um, yeah, it's just one of them. I, I don't know why it seems. Like I just didn't like I haven't put that much time into them, mm. so I need to just persist. Which I probably, given how many games I play on like ultra absurdly hard difficulty just for fun, then I'm, I should be able to do that. But mm. um, we'll see. I well, I highly, highly, highly recommend Elden Ring to both of you, Lloyd. I can see you loving this game for just exploring the world. Like yeah. the storytelling through the world is just phenomenal. Like it's it's so good. It's so hard though. Holy oh yeah. my I nearly swore for the first time on this episode then, but damn. So I've been I've been streaming it, which is why I'm quite far behind, because I only do like three hour streams after work and stuff. So I'm I'm a little bit behind and it's uh, just oh my blood. <laughs> It's like you beat one... The, the thing that Souls games do really well is it rewards you for, like, learning. Like, you could fight an enemy 30, 40 times, and you just... You learn every little thing that it does. It's all its movesets and its range and how you get away from certain things and the timings and... And the reward you get for killing it is... Well, the next boss is a lot harder, so <laughs> good luck with this one. But um, you just keep coming back to it. It's it's incredible. The different the different playstyles in it is is fantastic. Magic is a bit overpowered. I'm I'm from what I've heard, and I've I've not really touched into the magic stuff because you've you've got to get certain items and stuff, and I can't be bothered with that. That's a lot of work, you know. But the the different weapons that you get in there, and it's just oh, it's just it's so good, and the the characters. But I, I, I just don't like the obsession with fingers in it. It's all to do with fingers and, and like... Isn't there an the enemy rings. that's, like, just big fingers? That, like, a hand? It's a big hand! It's, ah, no, and it crawls like a spider. <laughs> I don't I don't like it at all. Uh, there's there, I think there's a clip on my Twitch, actually, of me screaming when one grabs me. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't like that at all. Like, not at all. But um, in, in my playthrough now, I've just come past, like the third big boss and i've just come into one of the hardest areas in the game so i can imagine next week i'm gonna be like yeah no this game this game's awful i don't <laughs> like it at all screw this game i'm the rage one <laughs> yeah no <laughs> i mean i've seen you rage like this is but <laughs> you just turn things off though when you rage you're just like nope yeah, yeah. no I, if I, it's I, off i don't have to worry about it yeah exactly outside out of mind outside exactly <laughs> outside not in my mind yeah <laughs> but um no this I, I, like the more i play the more i'm convinced that if this game doesn't win game of the year i don't think i know video games like i know it's got its issues <laughs> i know the like i know the accessibility thing is really bad and i do wish there were accessibility options in it because i wish more people could experience the game um but the the game is just it's it's phenomenal it is it, just it's amazing and then you speak this highly of it and it beats the hell out of you all the time you know 
There's just no no, no, regard, no regard for how highly you speak. No, so no, no, kind of no respect. <laughs> it gives you no respect. Like you go into the one the 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 boss that I was talking about at the beginning of the stream is like it's like your first major boss, but it's not like the, one of the main bosses in the game. It's like leading to one of the main bosses. And as soon as you go in, you step through the gates to go into the fight. It's launching things at you straight away. You've just got to, like, sidestep it as soon as you get it. There's no chance to be like, ah, you're my enemy. It's just, nope. <laughs> nope. Nope, you're dead. <laughs> it's yeah, not yes. happening. <laughs> yeah. Eat, eat this. No, I don't care what strategies you've come in with. I don't care what you want to set up beforehand. You're dead. I'm not having it. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm 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 well and truly in love, like really in love with her, and I'm I'm waiting to finish so I can start watching all the lore videos because one of the things that the um the Souls like community has quite quite really good ones of is um people that do like two hour long deep dives into the the story and the laws and this so good to watch like they're so interesting because you see things. And they'll explain stuff, and you're like, "Ah, oh, that's what that was. Ah, oh, that's what this was." Because it's all environmental storytelling, yeah. and it's hard to enjoy environmental storytelling when everything is trying to brutalize you. It's really hard to stop and go, "Ah, oh, that castle is actually close to this, which means this people will be doing this, and this is why they're out here." No, no, no. You're just you're dead. You're, I don't care if you want to go sightseeing. You're dying. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I I'm I'm absolutely loving it, really really enjoying it. How do the the bosses work then? Like, what I saw on your stream, it was like in an arena. I yeah, think... a, a lot of bosses are, are separated into kind of. So you walk through fog gates to get to them. Right. Okay. Um, and it, it normally is like you see a fog gate, you're like, ah, oh, here we go again, and <laughs> yeah. you, you walk through into the yeah, fight. Yeah. Um, there are a few that are like you, you walk upon. There, there are quite a few that you walk upon, but a lot of the like main ones that you have to do to move on and stuff are through those like fog gates ah, okay. or in dungeons and stuff. The so it does give... in the world you can run away from as well. Like if if you're not at yeah the right level and stuff, can't you? Which most of the time you you're gonna run away from. Which the game does this <laughs> horrible thing. If you come out. You speak to this NPC that tells you you're maidenless. It basically calls you, you know, you have no girlfriend, you have no nothing. You're, you're a waste of space. And then you see this big gold guy on a big gold horse. And the thing ruins you. Like, it absolutely ruins you. I mean, the, the tutorial boss is set up to just kill you. <laughs> yeah, that's People kill it. You can kill it. <laughs> But you're not gonna if you're like first time through the game and you're not a Dark Souls expert. But yeah, it, it, it happens in, mostly in arenas. Um, okay. Yeah, that that, which, that tutorial murder boss thing, like um, it's the the is the Vanguard demon and Demon Souls. Like you walk through, and like pretty much one if you get hit by one axe swing, you're dead. Like yeah. um, the most I've ever like I've I've got taken like two thirds of its health. And then got bodied. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just, it, it. It's a way of setting the tone, you know. It's like you come from a lot of other games, and they're like, okay, we're gonna ease you, you know. This game's a little difficult, but we'll build you up to it. It's fine. Don't worry. Come here. Take my hand. Dark Souls, like, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. You don't get any of my hands. Deal with it. This is your problem. Goodbye. 
So yeah, I'm I'm loving it for that. I'm I'm really really enjoying. It. I'm obviously like now I've just reinstalled Dark Souls One. I don't know. This is this is it's piqued my interest to play through them all now. And and yeah, are you it's, gonna hundred percent them all? <laughs> no, Phil. I don't hundred percent anything. Like I, the amount of times even in Pokemon games where I've gone, Do you know what? I'm gonna finish the Pokedex in this one. Nah, nah, never. The only one I've ever done is Sword and Shield, and that's only because I had a friend trading things back and forth to me, and we were <laughs> trading things to each other so we could sort things out. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's 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 Elden Ring. I'm 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 nowhere near. I well, I think I'm about. I must be about halfway through now. But um, I'm definitely going to be doing another playthrough, another few playthroughs. I think I think this is going to be a game that'll stick around with me for a long time. And um, yeah, uh, this is this is my vote for game of the year, game of the decade. This is fantastic. It's so well done. Yeah, I do. I do want to play it at some point, but like I say, I think I want to try and beat the Souls games I've got before I get another one, and rather than just add a third one uncomplete <laughs> to my backlog. Mm. Um, I mean, it, it's it's a, a lot of people that I've spoken to, like in work and stuff. A lot of people that would never play Souls games are playing Elden Ring, and it's their first introduction. And I think it might actually be a really good introduction to the the Souls games because it's it's very very hard, but you can get yourself overpowered to go back to areas to beat bosses up and stuff like that. You can do things like that. Um, and I know people that are playing it in so many different ways. So mm. many different ways. Like, I, I've got a friend that's avoided anything to do with spoilers, anything to do with anything. And it's just, he's just walking around the map, collecting all the pieces, like the, the map fragments to unlock all the maps. And all he wants to do is see everything. And then he's going to go and do all the stuff that you kind of have to do, you know? But, um, yeah. I feel like I've, Praise the game a bit too much now, and uh, if you play it, in, yeah, if you, uh, I've played it a bit too much, and when I load in now, it's just going to drop a boss on me. It's going to. I heard you were talking good about me. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah. I think next week I'll have a bit more to say on the story because I'm a bit clueless as to what's going on. <laughs> I'm not quite sure <laughs> what's because what's it, happened. It, it, is that not standard even if there's cutscenes for a game for you, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. But it, it makes it even worse when I'm streaming because I'm focused on other things and then story comes along and I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, hi, yeah, no, I'm doing this. And I, the story just goes over my head. Like, I'm not entirely sure I know the story to many games that I've played. Like, yeah. I, I'm not even sure what goes on in Halo. Lloyd, what goes on in Halo? I know you have a gun and you kill things. <laughs> That's all I know. They're doing a um, armory thing of the new TV series. A what? An armory deep delve of all the stuff in the new series. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> no, yeah. I, for, for those listening, I do actually know the story of him. I do know <laughs> the story of the majority of games I play. It's just. Man falls in love with AI. Yeah, Man, man falls in love. <laughs> we all fell in love with the AI, though. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I played Halo 4 with you, and when that thing happened, 
we both cried and we both said, right, um, I'll I'll see you later. I'll uh, I gotta go and have food. <laughs> we both <laughs> left each other at that moment. No Pretty sure both sat there the, crying. The, the fact yeah. that the Halo oh. AI is called Cortana though, and like that, I associate that with the like what? annoying thing. <laughs> yeah. I am Cortana. Go I'd, away. I'd imagine that's why they called it Cortana, right? That's got to have been a nod. It's got to have been. It's Microsoft. Bill Gates. We'll get him on next episode. And, uh, <laughs> Answer your question. We'll confirm with him. Yeah. But, <laughs> but why make why make the actual real life version so useless and annoying? I don't know. I really don't. Cortana was she was incredible. What is? I don't know. I haven't played five through not five. Um, <clears throat> Guardians through that that slipped. That did didn't it? Guardians. I haven't heard much on that. Uh, For quite yeah, some time. It got a lot of grief, didn't it? Because. Uh... The uh, the uh, two uh, the co-op campaign's still not out, and Returnal got it before, so everyone's a bit like fair, fair. But that's that's my segment on Elden Ring. Um, you two should play it definitely. I think it'd be funny yeah. to watch Lloyd play it in particularly, like really funny to watch Lloyd play it in particularly with how quick you get fed up with things. <laughs> But um, we'll we'll leave Lloyd's tendency to get annoyed with things and jump onto your indie stuff. What what what's what's new in the indie world? This is Lloyd's indie news segment and what he's been playing. Because all I see from you whenever you're on Steam is you're playing something demo, <laughs> something demo, it something demo. It was too demo. late. It was too late. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> uh, oh. Yeah, obviously there was Steam Next Fest. Uh, did I talk about that last year, I think? I can't remember. You talked, you talked a bit about it. I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, you, you mentioned yeah. that. Yeah, there's, there's a couple I'm excited for. One of them games has actually got a release date for the end of this month now, which is Fixbox. Oh. It's coming out on the 31st. Uh, I'm really excited. Like That was quite like a cute kind of like puzzle game where okay. you've, yeah, you're just you're launched into you're this like mechanic in space. Pretty shitty mechanic, like, just to be honest. <laughs> Uh, you, everyone hates you, um, and you you land on this planet, and um, you've got this really annoying backpack that is like afraid of germs, and it's like the one thing I really disliked about the game. I'll be honest, it's like overbearing. Like it just, it's like, do you know that friend who finds one joke and they hold on? Oh, uh, is it? Is it? Is it Leon? Is it Leon, the champion in Sun and uh, Sword and yeah. Shields? Yeah. Getting lost it, all the time and then the perfect example of it. Oh, I don't want to not like. Obviously, I know that this more does, but like it, it, it annoyed me to a point where I was just like, I, I just don't want to deal with this guy anymore. Like, <laughs> get it away. But um, yeah, it's it's quite cool. Um, you got to find all like sorts of like little tools. Like so, rather than use like a screwdriver, you've got to use a a coin, and then you've got to go around fixing things for people. Um, in like puzzle esque sort of things, and um. Mm-hmm find out the secrets about this cult um that was quite cool um so i'm definitely gonna gonna check that out as well and we got um i did a video on my own channel about hack and slime we got mm. a we got a full demo now of that where mm. uh, and i've been speaking to the devs about that uh they've got all sorts of like wonderful wacky things coming uh on that i'll just a second um mm. i've lo- where's that going <laughs> <laughs> uh yes yeah, no, so they 
I was having technical difficulties. I've got too many tabs open. I've got too many tabs open. Um, Yeah, so they they said they're working on a town portal system to facilitate progress and uh, working on mission systems so you get objectives rather than just... Because one thing I found about that, it was like you kind of go back and you just kind of have to rehash everything. And the missions were like really long and it, it just kind of got a bit thing so that yeah that's really exciting to see a full demo on that um i think i talked about that a couple of weeks ago as well um but yeah if you want to check out more so on that, it's, it's it's strange when we talk about your indie games like you talk about a game and it's like oh, this has been announced this is coming out now and it's like look you've mentioned this it's like oh yeah i played demo <laughs> yeah yeah i i saw it is play demos but um it's like yeah. you're so far ahead of the curve that the curve hasn't even happened, <laughs> and then the news happens to announce the curve, and yeah, you're yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really. it's, it's only a, really possible, it's it, or it feels like it's only really possible to do that with indie games now because, like, that whole era of the past where everything had a demo beforehand, and you, or you get a demo disc and stuff like that, yeah. it just seems to be gone. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's only one big game I can think is. Do it. There's two big games that I can think of off the top of my head, which is like Monster Hunter Rise does it for the PC, where you can download a uh, a demo. Mm-hmm. And I, the only other thing I can think of is Final Fantasy, the the MMO one, fourteen or fifteen or whatever it is that has yeah. like the big oh, trial so there is, thing. There is that new because um, Ghost Ranger of Paradise it, one. They've just released, haven't they? The the demo for that Final Fantasy Origin. Oh yeah, I don't. I'm so out of the loop of Final Fantasy. I really don't know what's going on. I I don't know who these characters are that they all scream about. I've never followed. Capcom must be one for it as well because I know there was Resident Evil Seven, Two, Three, possibly Three at least. At least Seven, Two, and Village all had demos. Oh, after, sorry. After, I thought me you were... that, after me saying there's no demos anymore, there's just a list, whole list of games. Yeah, there's there's a few. But I suppose it's it's quite important in the indie world, isn't it? Because it's like your um your your pitch. Because where yeah. where is these big devs? They just announced we're making Resident Evil 21, and it's like, wait, what about the other ones? We're still going to buy it, but what happens in between? It's like they don't have to tell you because you're still no. going to go buy it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think there's a lot of like games that. Like I know, Devolver don't really do demos. Um, like you, but you go, yeah. you you go for the publisher there, don't you? You know, and I think there's a couple of larger studios that do it as well. But like, like for example, like Hack and Slime, I think is their second game. Uh, mm. I'm not sure about Fix Fox, but like a couple of the ones that I've played have been, you know, first offs and things. No one knows yeah. anything about these people, so there's no, like, there's no, there's no background to go off. You know, you're just going off what you see on Twitter and and yeah. stuff. So you, you really you like I like and and I think this is why demos are so important and like why because there was a lot of like a lot of the demos I played over Steam Next Fest. I just like there was one like one perfect example. I'm not I don't want to say the, na- the game, name of the game, but it basically did this thing where it had a three minute like a two minute cutscene and. The minute you died, you had to go and rewatch that thing, but you couldn't skip it. Oh no! Yeah, so it was like those little things like do count so much as well. But um, yeah. but that 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 I, one thing could ruin so many people's perception on the game. Yeah, so I, I suppose so I suppose in things like that, the demo is practically their CV that they're handing out to like not employers, but you know, what I mean, it's the same kind of yeah, definitely. Damn. Yeah, um, the other thing is like you get like 
they take they're more likely to listen to feedback on those things and to make changes from them. Whereas, hundred percent, if you like, do get a demo from a AAA, then <clears throat> you go, oh, X, X, Y, or Z thing needs change. It's probably not going to change. So I many indie, so many indie developers that I've spoken to are like fantastic with like feedback and stuff, and they really do like. And you could see it. And like, I keep going back to Hack and Slime, but they're because they they like I did the 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 beta test beforehand. Uh, that's how I got access to the demo, and they were like really, really great. You know, they they took everything on board and like came up with this massive spreadsheet that I'm sure Phil will love, and because it's like a hundred <laughs> things long. But um, yeah, it was it was just I, really I, I great don't to see. Automatically it. love spreadsheets. I should say, like the fact that I made one <laughs> with backlog is is besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like it, it's it's really nice to see like. And I think that's why I've, I like I love indie games is because like you can go in and just be like you you know this needs a bit of tweaking and you get to see that progress if that makes sense. So yeah, it builds. I suppose it builds a stronger community around the game as well, don't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know because it, it feels like their voices, players' voices are being hear, hear, heard, 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 heard a bit more. Um, yeah, it's, that's pretty good. What question? Before we round up your indie segments, what's what's your favorite style of indie? Is there anything that attracts you? You see a game, you're like, oh yeah, this is this is me. Uh, I'm a sucker for a management sim. But um, for all you indie game devs out there, listen, <laughs> for loads of play. <laughs> I kind of find like triple A games have this very like realistic kind of, and it, it gets a bit morbid at times where it's just like oh look at all these realistic graphics so i like bright and colorful things that can catch yeah. your eye um and like i like i love cartoony things like things with weird like um there there was one game, i keep saying like um like um yeah but like there was um there was capia that was just there was i i um i played that a couple of weeks ago um and it was just w really weird like it looked it was quite grotesque in a way but like on purpose and it kind of kind of looked like a, a kid's drawing in a way but it was it kind of drew me to it because it was like unique it wasn't a realistic graphic style and but it yeah. was really it, it I, had, I had quite a bit of fun playing that and yeah so i think just like looking like uniqueness in a way and um not trying to but then i'm saying that i do love Things that exist, like Ixion that I played. So, um, which was, um, which this is, is quite... different. This feels like a different. I've set you up for a difficult question here. I do. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It, like, it is kind of, it's kind of hit and miss because, like, there's games that you're gonna absolutely love, and there's some games. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's hard to kind of pinpoint. But... The, the short yeah. version of Lloyd's answer is: uh, Which kind of indie games do you like? Yes, all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I like them. Okay, just, just make it bright and colourful, and I'm sure I'll pick <laughs> it up at some point. And uh, well, I'm I'm glad you're you're playing through your demos and you're enjoying them, and and you're finding some uh, yeah some good things out there. Like, if if you're not, I'd recommend subbing to Lloyd and stuff or following him on Twitter because he yeah. he's constantly tweeting about these games. And if you really if you're interested in the indie scene. Loads your guy. He he knows his stuff. Do you know what I mean? He knows, he, he knows yeah. what's going on. You know. I I am gonna try and get back to YouTube and and doing yeah. stuff, and I'll put some things on Uncapped as well, just to be nice. 
Or just okay. add him on Steam, like we've got, and you'll yeah. see what he's playing, and just you know, oh, what's what's this about? Oh, and you can, you know, is he playing this week? <laughs> <laughs> he was mumbling uh, on about that on the podcast. <laughs> damn, damn. Yeah, but this, um, this month, go on, sorry. This yeah, this good. Month, yeah, yeah. We've had we got tunic today. We got weird west at the end of the week. Um, yeah. This I I could go on all week, all day, but um, yeah, I know where we're. He, he could go on all week about all day about, about the video day. games that he's playing. <laughs> <laughs> but right, with with that done, that's the 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 main segment for today. It feels good being back and, and chatting. And uh, on to our favourite topic, where we go on to the it's the news, 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 news. It's the news with uncapped. That's that's my jingle for today to go into the news segment. We have we have a few things. There's been a few things happened. In between, um, one of the things that I don't think is on our little list here is I, I will bring up before we we you know go into it is Pokemon Generation Nine was announced while we were all sick and Lloyd's house was being demolished and Phil was lost in Forbidden West. <laughs> Gen Nine was announced. Uh, Phil, mm-hmm. I I don't think you're a big Pokemon yeah. guy, are you? We freaking should be. Because there's a Stop duck down. with a hat. There's a duck with a hat <laughs> called Quaxley. Maybe some sort of mini game for, for viewers, like like of the video version of this. Like every time Pokemon talk about just how much my eyes glaze over, like take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll direct this to Lloyd then. Lloyd, what do you think of the starters? I love them. I love all yeah, of them. Like, it's the first, them. yeah. Like I'm, I'm really excited to see what the, what the final evolutions are. But I don't want to at the same time. I want the surprise because these are awesome. yeah, these yeah. are arguably some of the best designed for a while. They're now. really good. Do you know what really, the fire really starter is called? I, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce it. Way Coco. Way Coco. Way Coco. Like oh yeah. I mean, I'm going with Quaxley. Of course, I'm going with Quaxley. Mm, it's a duck. They all look so good, though. I want them all. They do. All. I'm not. I'm not first on Spirigato, Gigato, or whatever it's called. It's it's a good looking Pokemon, but it didn't really catch my eye too much, you know. But um, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very much excited. Is it this yeah. year? It's coming out. No, next year. I think I can't remember. I'm not gonna lie, because oh. if it's this, it, it makes sense if it's this year, right? They're yeah, announcing it they're normally like November, and they because we'd start getting all the drip feeds of all the different Pokemon now, and you'll have me and Lloyd's. All we'll speak about on Messenger is him sending me images. I'm like, oh my god, have you seen this? And yeah. uh, what, I'm, what I'm most excited for, and I, I I love this, is the the forms the. Uh, I can't remember what the 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 place is called, but yeah, I can't wait for the new forms to come out. The new fo- oh yeah, like, like, like you got yeah, Hisuian, yeah. Um, Galarian, Alolan. Oh yes, yeah. I'm that's, excited. Since they've started doing that in in Sun and Moon, that's been my most favorite thing to look forward it's to. It's really cool. Yeah, really and have you seen cool. some of the fan art as well? It's just it always is, but it's just this time. It's uh, yeah, it's beautiful. 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 I was a chef kiss then for those. Yeah, he, 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 he was, and it was a really good chef kiss. But we'll move on to our <laughs> actual news. Um, let me right, just no. pull them up. So, Devolver Digital's founders, new publisher to show games can be powerful medicine? I think it's so, this, this your article, Lloyd? 
Yeah, so Mike Wilson... Well, not the... Lloyd's article, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Sorry>. So Mike <laughs> Wilson, one of the co-founders of Devolver, he has basically started working with um, therapeutics, uh, and he started up his own thing to... Uh, his own publisher to show that games can help those in need. Uh, yeah, so, so so they could be a powerful medicine, basically. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, so it's it's taken a new, I think, a new uh, a new direction for like a lot of publishers who, because yeah, like we we're seeing a lot of positive news about gaming in terms of like mental health and stuff and mm. and other things. I'm gonna try to keep a shock because my voice is going. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, he's he's starting now, which I think is a, is another positive step for games in 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 the health world. Mm. <clears throat> Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. It's nice. It's nice to see gaming kind of acknowledge what it does, you know, and, and for someone uh, to actively like go, "This is our goal." Yeah, oh. yeah, no, it's 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 interesting, and it's like one of the, one of the ones that got me was um, Hellblade, and it was like because um, it's it's I'm pretty sure it's psychosis, right? Yeah, the the Sanua has and and thing, and instead of just making a game about it. You know, and just being like, yeah, no, we know what's going on. They went and, and spoke to people and and did a lot of in-depth research and, you know, to make sure they were portraying things in a, in, you know, in the right lights and stuff. So it's nice that, like, a lot of this stuff is being a bit more switched on, you know. But there's one interesting thing he said. Um, he said, so with our team of world-class developers at the helm back by... Cutting edge science and medical professions were building and repurposing games that look like, feel like, and play like Pierre and Tim, but they come imbued with potent, potent, potent digital th therapeutics that aligned with our hardwired neurological reward mechanisms. So it's a lot more about helping people rather than just actually discussing these issues through games. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's um that's a a good. A good direction, I think, for games. Lloyd's just muted to absolutely cough his guts up. It looks painful. <laughs> I said that just to get it through. <laughs> I was like, yeah, go. So I had to point it out for the people that are uh, not watching, you know. Um, on to the, the biggest news of this. The absolute devastating news. EA is skipping their not-so-E3 showcase and uh, EA Play Live this year. I know we're all uh, upset. We're all um, very upset here. Battlefield about about 2043. Let's not talk about that game. Let's not talk <laughs> about that game at all. Come on. Let's not talk about that game at all. I mean, no one really knows what's going on with E3 this year. Um, I'm not sure if they've confirmed maybe they'll have their own little thing, but it looks like they might be... I, I'm, I'm spitballing here, but it looks like they might be just like kind of skipping this year. Uh, but now for like... these events... I mean, certainly with Nintendo and Sony both doing their own things with the state of play and the Nintendo yeah. case, or what Sorry, it's called. So it says they'll just talk about individual games across the year instead. Yeah, I think mm. so. Instead of it, them announcing things, yeah, maybe they'll take like a state of play a move, move A move away from that general kind of thing of having like one event where everything's concentrated together towards just. Writing. I like it. Mm. Yeah, I, having I, I, lots of stuff across the year with more. Yeah, I, I focus. really like it. as much as I absolutely loved E3 because it'd be like 
load we we used to get together it was pizza me you my brother my cousin sit down watch it, normally the xbox one because that's obviously what we all played that was really fun but the amount of things that just got buried in it yeah was annoying because you'd be like oh that game looks incredible a day later you you'd forget about it because the next battlefront was announced and you're like oh my lord that looks incredible do you know what i mean and yeah yeah so I really like the way the things are going in terms of everyone doing their own little things because stuff gets a, a bigger spotlight on it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's because a lot of people respond to that and say, oh, this is, this one was crap because it never had, you know, whatever particular massive AAA title I'm particularly looking forward to. It just had all these... Yeah. But obviously, the, yeah. you know, all brand new IPs and smaller games still need a spotlight of some kind to, like help people exist and all this sort of stuff anyway, don't they? So I think that's good. Even if, in PlayStation's case, um, they allow Capcom to fool us about Dino Crisis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, sorry. I'm scrolling through my uh, my news and stuff, and have you seen the reviews for uh, Tunic? No. It's getting like 9.8. 9. Sevens, nines, four point yeah, five out of five. I heard a lot of a lot of people have been excited for it, and it's a very yeah. Zelda-like game, so I'm quite ah, excited. I for see. It. Yeah. Okay, sorry, that wasn't to do with the news. That was yeah. just a little <laughs> snippet in of Lloyd's indie stuff. Um, next bit of news: we had the Monster Hunter showcase yesterday. Oh my lord, yes! For Scale Break, Sunbreak, um, the name of the DLC that I always get wrong, no matter how many times. It's Sunbreak, thank you, Lloyd. Yeah, it's okay. But we got um, the look at the three new monsters, which are all classic horror trope monsters. So you got one that's like themed after Dracula, one after um, Frankenstein's monster, and then the other one, which is like a werewolf, wolf kind of thing. But um, yeah, we got some good little look at that. Estalos is back, which is a big monster from one of the past games. Never hunted it. Excited to hunt it this time. But um, yeah, it it just looks huge. And like it's got a big gothic theme to it, which is really cool that they're kind of theming it. And there's a lot of monsters in Monster Hunter that would work really well in that. You got like um, Valhazak from Worlds, which would be amazing in that kind of thing. So it's like a... A decaying monster that sucks the life from everything around it and some really good monsters that work in that kind of themed thing but i guess iceborne was kind of themed as well wasn't yeah. it? because it was like the the ice thing so it was a lot of ice themed monsters and then they kind of did their own spin so you know yeah yeah, there was a lot of ice things, but there was also like other things to keep it fresh as well. Which yeah, is, yeah, the, the, they obviously like. I think they've. I'm not sure if they've said, so don't quote me on this. But I'm pretty sure it's an iceborne sized DLC, or is that kind of thing in mind? And if it is, I oh my god, I'm so excited! I'm so excited! Like damn, damn, let's go! I want more Monster Hunter. Just give me like, just release a game. No, don't release a game every year. Actually, that's bad. Don't do that. Let's not do that. Just give me more Monster Hunter all the time, you know? It's not every year. Just <laughs> just sprinkle in a new monster every now and again, you know? I like that stuff. But, like uh, they're doing. <laughs> like they're doing. Okay, Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> Shut right, up. You're right, there. okay? I'm wrong. <laughs> um, so, to, to be yeah. fair, Capcom are doing a lot, like, game-wise. Like, because they've got the Monster Hunter stuff, they've got this new Street Fighter, they've got this new Dino, not Dino Crisis, Dinosaur game. Yeah, that's a weird looking game. I really don't understand what that's about. 
And then there's obviously the they're supposed to be working on Resident Evil Village DLC. <laughs> there's rumors that they're working on a remake of four. Resident Evil Four. So you know, if that's the, if they are doing a lot all at once, that's they no are. no no small task. No, no, at all. They've got some incredibly talented. Uh, would they be called studio? They'd be development teams, wouldn't they? They're all different teams, I suppose, or studios under them. But yeah, they've they've got some incredible uh, people working on some amazing games. Capcom are slaying it lately. They're doing so good. Like, damn, so good. But, um, yeah. yeah. And, of course, um, this, I don't know whether it'll be an actual announcement or whether it'll just be some sort of celebration, but um, next week, the 22nd, Resident Evil turns 26. And they've said they're going to um. be putting out a special message for fans of some, some description. Mm. So... That there's obviously there's hope that we'll get some sort of news, but um, whether that turns out to be the case or not, I guess we'll have to see. I mean, fingers crossed. I mean, I know you're all excited about that countdown thing that they did to, to be Resi news, and then the weird, out to be mi- <laughs> the weird middle child that no one really speaks about gets it. <laughs> It's not. There's Street Fighter is incredible. People love Street Fighter, but it's just like Monster Hunter and Resi have been slaying us so much lately. But it's like, oh yeah, they do that as well. Damn. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the, the one, the, the the two franchises that are not starved for content are the ones demanding um, yeah. everything's about them. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But um, on, talking about Resi, going onto a game in its uh, bracket, Konami have updated their. Uh, Japanese trademarks for a handful of his properties, including Silent Hill. At this point, there's so much speculation and so much rumor about Silent Hill that it's, it's just got to be practically universally confirmed without them saying it now, right? It's got to be. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's difficult to say because obviously there was the, there was the stuff where it was name dropped at the Game Awards with um, Game out Game out Del Toro, and uh, while. Um, What's his face? Hideo Kojima was there, but again, that might be just because they're friends with Hideo Kojima, and, and he was supposed to be working on Silent Hills before the PT got scrapped off the PS4 and disappeared into the ether. Um, sad, so very we, sad. We don't know. We don't know, obviously, whether anything's actually going to be made. We've got things that are made, being made, like that slit ahead that's coming out, which is very much. Got people who were involved in the development of Silent Hill who were behind it and all this sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, so it's it's hard to. I mean, the other thing as well is is if you don't update the trademarks and the copyright, then things fall into the public domain. Other people can make them and stuff like that, or they can be bought off. So that could be the motivation behind it. But I know where uh, obviously a lot of people will be hoping for something, whether it's a remake or a new game. But I don't know. I, I think it's too easy to get your hopes up with some stuff. So, <laughs> um, it's probably better yeah. to err, err on the side of uh, probably not. It just it just seems like it's it's spring. You know, I mean, they keep sprinkling things about it, and it's like, just come on, just just announce it for now. We know it's coming. So something that just popped up for me is um, Gaming Informer's top scoring reviews of twenty twenty two. They're like keeping things in tabs. 
And the highest rank right now is Elden Ring. But second is Tunic. Tunic is oh. their second highest rated game. I'll have to try that out tonight. Like, uh, that's, that's going to be incredible. It's downloaded. It goes, so, so from, I won't read them all, but from 10 out of 10 is Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. Um, 9.75 is Tunic. And you've got 9.5 is Dying Light 2. And then Final Fantasy X1V, which is 14, right? And Walker, which is a big DLC, is uh, 9.25, along with Horizon Forbidden mm-hmm. West. But I think like games like Death Store got a lot of uh, critical acclaim as well. Mm. So, and it's kind of a similar game. That, that was, literally, that game was just trending. What, Death Store? Yeah, sorry. As we're going through the no, no, the news, I'm keeping my Twitter tab open just to in case something pops up, like I can yeah. I can chat about it. But yeah, it was it was just went trending for me somewhere. So yeah, that's yeah, a game okay. that I I really want to play. I think it's a game that really I'd really enjoy. Incredible game. Yeah, yeah. And on to our um, final bit of news here: um, video game sales reports. Wait. I'm I'm confused. So, yeah, this this I I kind of this stuck out to me because it seems really counterintuitive. Um, so it's saying that that like there's some market research being done to suggest that with the end or the softening of lock the lockdown, like sales of video games have suffered, and like they're saying like, um, where they fell by one percent in. December two percent in January, in February it was by six percent, so by like, um, oh, billions of dollars. But Ooh. at the same time, given the Elder Rings shifted twelve million copies, Horizon was like I think one of, if not the biggest, first party exclusive releases Sony's had on the console. Obviously, that's only two games, as they said, but it just. The two things don't seem to marry up, so that was why I was interested in that news. Oh, strange. Maybe I don't know. I guess I I really don't know. Maybe maybe people are, have bought loads of people have bought those games or into gaming, but but now like lockdown and stuffs ended. People are not buying as many games. Maybe because they don't have a lot of time yeah. to game like they did. Yeah, people and people who didn't game before the lockdown who needed something yeah. to do while they were stuck in, and, and yeah. you've also got to think the uh, the thing of commuting, and it's a national like the hiking of everything else in prices as well. There's lots of inflation. Yeah, I guess I guess it's, it's bound to to go down. Yeah. I guess that means people maybe are, are more willing to spend on one big game that they know they're really excited for. Hence the sales for like Elden Ring yeah. and and Forbidden West, maybe. <clears throat> maybe maybe that's what what's going on there. That's yeah. interesting. Sorry, the article you linked me to was really weird because it didn't give me like it didn't give me a heading. It didn't give me anything. It was just a block of text, and I was like, "Wait, what's what's going on here?" <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's not a place. It, it just popped up on the Google News when I like was looking through the website of like advancedtelevision.com. I've never. Uh... <laughs> Never ever looked at that website before in my life, but um, although I suppose on the back of what Lloyd just said, this might be a good time for if games want to do something positive in the world, then you know what the biggest entertainment industry in the entire world, bigger than TV, film, all this sort of stuff, 
your profits are being hit by them hiking energy prices up. So you might want to get onto those energy companies and say, packing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I, let's not go into that because it's all a big stress to me right now. Everything rising, but uh, yeah, yeah, no, come, you're right. Come on, video games, make, make, make our heating cheaper. Yeah, Bring come on, man, come on. <laughs> Talking about um, news, like, do you know if there's any update on the Pokemon Online TCG card game? Sorry, Play Pokemon just popped up for me again. No, no. My new segment's it, all over the shop, everyone. I'm they, so they sorry. Said, they just... said it was going to be this year, but I, I don't know when. There's yeah, no... Okay. I went. I was actually looking at that yesterday. Um, yeah. I know, yeah, nothing as of yet. So I was like, I have quite fancy a game of Pokemon. Ah, I do as well. I miss I miss playing the card game. I really I beat you every time. So uh, listen, <laughs> listen. All right, let's not do this. So we can't play together because let's not do this. We get it. angry at each other. No, you get angry at me. No, you get angry at me. What are you on about? You take too long. Um, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you can't shuffle your deck. <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> I'm... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If this, if this, if this podcast on YouTube gets over twenty likes, me and Lloyd will play each other live, and we'll record the fight afterwards. <laughs> Beat you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's. I, I think that's that's it for today. Unless anyone wants to add anything else, it's um, more of a kind of a catch up podcast since we've been gone for what two weeks. You know, houses being destroyed, people being ill. <laughs> so. uh yeah, and Phil's just, Phil, he's ready all the time. It, it, it doesn't matter. He could have a hole in his roof yeah. and he's ready I, to record. I, I, I'm just, like, constantly, like, on a perch, tensed and ready, just like, <laughs> I will. <laughs> At a moment's notice, I will make content. <laughs> but no, that's, I think, I think that's everything from us this week. Um, remember, we have that uh, giveaway coming up for, mm-hmm. for WASD. Um, so keep an eye out on social media. Our YouTube is probably the best place because it'll be within our next video, I'm pretty sure. Is our next video is going to be having it? Uh, uh, I believe so, yeah. Yes. yes. Our next video will have all the details and stuff, but it'll be on our socials as well, how you can enter and all that stuff. And whoever's hosting next week will let you know at the beginning of the episode because that's 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 how we do. We rotate the hosts and it's not going to be my turn to tell you about WASD Festival. So, uh, I think I think we're gonna have to go with WASD. No, nah, I like WASD now because I'm saying it that way. It's WASD. We're going to WASD festival. A very harsh word. Yeah, great. Marge Simpson WASD. Obviously, now that now that we're finishing the episodes, as Dale said, we rotate the hosts, so we'll uh, be making sure that we spin him around. <laughs> yeah, wait, 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 wait. I'll do it. Get his back end tomorrow. Ah, there we go. Ah, my desk is out. Ah, oh, it's bad idea but no thank you all for tuning in uh remember you can follow us on all socials at uncapped gaming that is our handle i had to double think in my head then uh, uncapped gaming youtube uh yeah just youtube we're not on twitch are we we're just just youtube <laughs> uh all our socials so uh thank you for listening i've been dale they've been lloyd and phil we've been happy and we'll <laughs> catch you in the next episode bye everyone bye, bye. Boy. Have a wonderful time. <laughs> you took it from me. <laughs> <bastard>. <laughs> I waited. <laughs> <laughs>